بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم تاخرين وقال تعالى في مقام آخر وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِي إِذَا دَعَانِ وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الدعاء مخل عبادة صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين As humans, we all have a need and the need of each person will differ from time to time. And the urgency of that need will differ from person to person as well. Let's take the analogy of a child. When a child is born, it always needs its mother. And as it grows up, it understands that whenever the child is faced with a need, it has a need, whether it needs to be cleaned, it needs to use a bathroom, it needs to eat, or drink, or if it's feeling too hot, too cold, it understands that if I cry, my mother will help me. That is why child, children cry. They have a need. But when it grows up, now it is at a stage where it can help itself. Then whatever it can do for itself, the child does. It can eat by itself, it goes to the bathroom, but when it reaches the stage where it cannot do any more, then it asks the help of his parents. For example, if, it, if the child wants cookies, for example, and they are <clears throat> at a place where it cannot reach, it will go ask his mother. Or it wants to do something it is not able to do, it asks the father. So that is the need of a child. But the parents, they have different needs. The needs of the parents are not the same as the child. They have different needs. Whatever they are able to do, they fulfill those needs by themselves. But when their capabilities and abilities come to an end, they seek the help of others. For example, the family members. Or if they need advice, they ask their parents if they are alive in this instance. Or they ask the help of the community. But what happens when they reach such a stage that no one can help them? The community cannot help them. Their peers and colleagues cannot help them. Their brothers and sisters cannot help them. And we as humans, we are all going to face that sometime in our life. For a person who is not a Muslim, then to him it is a roadblock. He faces depression. He doesn't know what to do. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us Muslims. And as Muslims, we have a solution for every problem. And in this case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that I have recited. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, supplicate to me. Supplicate to me and I will answer your prayers. But for us, the, the cycle is reversed. 
the first person or the first being we, we seek help from is Allah before anyone else. Because we believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all powerful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the ability to do anything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the ability to solve any problem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the ability to take, out, take us out from every situation. So why not ask Allah? And Allah has given this to us. This is, this is a direct uh, request from Allah. This is a pass from Allah. That seek from me and I will give you. But we have forgotten this. This message from Allah that I am here to help you whenever you need me. We have forgotten this. Whenever we are faced with situations like this, that we know if someone asks us, do you believe Allah can solve this problem? He will say yes. But why are we not turned to Allah? Sahaba radiallahu anhum, whenever they would come to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they would ask questions, and based on their question, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reveal ayat in, of the Qur'an to answer the questions. They would ask about battle during the sacred months. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals the ayat, يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الشَّهْرِ الْحَرَامِ قِتَالٍ فِيهِ they ask you about this battling in the sacred months. Qul, say this, this is the command. Yes'alunaka anil khamri wal maisir. They asked about gambling and wine. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse. Yes'alunaka anil khamri wal maisir. They are asking you about gambling and wine. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qul, this is the command. This is the reality. But when the Sahaba came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and asked that, is our Rabb, our Lord, is He close that we whisper and He will hear us? Or is He very far that we have to shout and yell and scream then He will hear us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He changes the sequence. The way he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verses was they are asking you about this say. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed the whole format of the question and answer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, The old messenger tell them, When my beloved slaves come to you, when my beloved slaves come to you asking about me, then Allah emphasized tw uh, twice, عني, then definitely I am very close. I accept the supplication of the person who prays unto me. So this is the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the situation. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to turn to Him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows as a creator that we are going to have needs. We are going to hit roadblocks. And we will need help. Things we will not be, there are things we are not going to be able to do ourselves. Who do we turn to? Allah subhanahu says, ask from me and I will help you. But then on the other hand, Allah subhanahu says, in the same verse that I have recited, They are going to be people who are going to be proud. They don't want help from anyone. They are not 
they do not want to seek help from anyone because they think they have the ability they want to do in here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says those who are too arrogant to sub, to, for my, of my worship that they do not worship me then definitely they are going to enter the fire but here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referred to dua and supplication as ibadah what does that mean? That means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that when you seek from Allah, when you put a request to Him, when you, when you raise your hand, you talk to Him, this is just not only a request. It's not something that is, you are asking for yourself. But that act of asking from Allah itself is worship. How many of us have thought about that? We only raise our hands when we need something. But when we think about worship, we think about reciting the Qur'an or praying salah or even giving something in charity. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us clearly that you raise your hands. This is worship. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says in the hadith, Ad-du'a'u mukhul ibadah. The du'a is the essence of worship. Because here you are speaking directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You raise your hands, and you know that there is no barrier between you and Allah, and you're seeking directly from Allah. So there is no reason why anyone should not be seeking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as humans, we all have need. There isn't any person who doesn't have a need. Although everyone's needs may, may be different. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, he, he first tells us, make dua to me. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I will accept your prayer. Many of us feel that we've made dua many times in our life. Whenever, a trouble, whenever we face a problem, we raise our hands, we make dua. But it doesn't seem to get accepted. We feel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not hearing our supplication. Or Allah is not accepting our supplication. But you have to understand, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that I will accept your prayer, that acceptance can be in different forms. It can be in different ways. It can be at different times. First, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are many scenarios that this can play out in. If Allah, your person makes dua to Allah and Allah accepts the prayer, it's possible that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the person immediately what he asks for. And we have seen that in our, in our life. We want something. We make dua, oh Allah, let this court case be uh, thrown out of the court. Or, oh Allah, let me get this. Or, oh Allah, make this easy for me. And Allah makes it easy for us. But then there are other times when we do not see it. And that is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows if I give this to my slave of mine right now, it is not good for him. It is not good for him. But we... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give that thing to us later when it is good for us. And the example is of a child when he has a cold. It's in bed, but he tells the mother, Mommy, I want ice cream. Will the mother give him ice cream? She will give him, uh, she'll, uh, give him medicine and she say, When you get better, then we will buy ice cream. Because at that time, this is not good for you. So Allah does not give it to us, whatever we request. And at times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, He loves the supplication. That is why Allah delays it. Allah knows that if I give this slave of mine right now, he will never come to the masjid. Let's face it, how many, how many of us know people 
who only come to the masjid when they have a problem. When they need a job. Or they have some family member who's sick. That is the only time they see the insides of the masjid. Or that is the only time they are forced to raise their hands and ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even then, many don't raise their hand. They ask other people, make dua for me. But they never will raise their own hands and make dua for themselves. So sometimes when we raise our hands and ask from Allah, Allah loves this supplication. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see how determined we are. And Allah gives example of these rebellious people in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That there are many people at times they are traveling. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you the ability to travel on the land and on the sea. So there's this group of people, they are on a ship. You're on a ship and they are on the ocean, on the water. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So a nice strong wind comes and it blows the ship along. And they are happy that you know, we are going to get there on time. Uh, the, this was those ships before which did not have motors, they were, they were moving with the wind. So a good wind comes, pushes the ship along, and they're happy. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Then all of a sudden a strong wind comes, and a hurricane blows, and waves start hitting the ship from all sides. And now they became very scared. They think that the boat is going to capsize. They are going to drown. At that time, This is specifically referring to the Quraysh and Mushrikeen of Makkah, but it is to all of us. At that time, they leave all their idols. They leave all those people they would worship. Or all those things they would worship besides Allah. Allah mukhlisin At that time, they turn to Allah and sincerely they worship and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La in anjaitana min shakirin. That if you save us from this today, then definitely we are going to be of those who are grateful and we're going to believe in you. We are going to worship you. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, as soon as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes them away from that situation, the hurricane leaves, they reach their destination safely. All of a sudden they become rebellious again. And they forget Allah. They forget the situation. They forget the promise they made to Allah. They forget the dua they made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they go on their own way, just as if nothing had happened. In another place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do you not think... That Allah can turn, take you back to the same situation? إِذَاهُمْ يَبْغُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِنَّمَا بَغْيِكُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِكُمْ Allah subhanahu says, O people, your rebelliousness is going to work against you. So that is our nature. When Allah gives us, we turn away. We become bold. We break the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is why Allah subhanahu sometimes feel that it is better that you don't get this at this moment. Turn back to Allah, change your life, come to the masjid, become a regular musalli in the masjid, and understand that truly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can help you. So stick with the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So that's the second scenario where Allah gives us after some time. Third scenario is Allah SWT does not give us what we seek, what we ask, but He gives us something better. He gives us something better because this is not good for us at all. And the fourth scenario is if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala doesn't give us in this world, that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala preserves the reward of that in the hereafter. So when a person will will arrive on the day of judgment, and then he will be given immense reward, and he will ask, "Where is this from?" He will be, he will be told that this this reward is all the the dua you made. This dua you made, that specific dua you made, you did not see the fruit of it in the world, but the reward of it was saved for you here when you needed most. At that time, he will wish that none of his dua in the world was accepted and everything was reserved for him in the hereafter because of the immense reward each dua carried. If that's hard to understand, understand this way. If we make dua, who benefits from it? Does Allah benefit from it? What does Allah need to have a need for our dua? Or maybe we can say that we benefit half-half. The slaves, they get half of the benefit, Allah benefits half. But that's also impossible. Allah does not need a dua. Or maybe we can say that nothing happens. But that is also impossible. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, lakum. Allah said, I will accept your prayer. And we know our iman and belief is on this that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, speaks the truth. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says is going to be. And the third and last scenario is that we benefit ourselves. And that is what happens. It's just we are too hasty. To that end, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that a person makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His dua will be accepted as long as he is not hasty. So Sahaba radiallahu anhu asked, how is he hasty? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that he, worship, he supplicates one or two times and then he says, oh my dua is not accepted and he leaves dua. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see the determination that you want the help from Allah and you truly believe Allah can help you. So turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then there are other outside forces sometimes which prevent our dua from being accepted. And this is something that's very important for all of us to understand. First we understood that whatever dua we make, whenever it may be, whatever amount or the duration may be, it is always accepted. But there are sometimes outside factors which prevent our dua from being accepted. Rasulullah spoke of a person who was traveling. And then Rasulullah described this person Ash'ath Akbar, his hair is disheveled, his clothes are torn and tattered and dirty, and a musafir, he's, in, he's traveling. Such a person, any person will have, uh, feel sorry for this person. You look at him and you will feel, your heart will go out to this person. And in the state of travel, everyone's dua is accepted. Then Rasulullah says, Yamuddu yadayhi, Ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi, he raises his hands right to the skies and he cries, Oh my Rabb, Oh my Rabb. But Rasulullah, in that scenario, we know definitely his dua is accepted. But Rasulullah mentions, Wamat'amuhu haram, Wamashrabuhu haram, Wamalbasuhu haram, Wagudiya bil haram, Fa'anna yustajabula. That the food he is eating and he has eaten 
The food with which he nourishes his body is haram. Came from haram source. The drink he drank, the, the, whatever he drinks is haram. His clothes are from a haram source. And he, his entire body has been nourished by haram. So how can his dua be accepted? This should shed, shed some light to our situation. We have to ask ourselves, are we in this situation? It is very important as Muslims that we keep our food, drink, and income, etc. everything that we earn and own, we, we get it from a clean source. We, we only consume halal. When we consume haram, then this also is a means of us, our dua not being accepted. And this is highlighted by this hadith. And haram can be for many, many different ways. It can be haram. With regards to food, it can be with regards to the ingredients. Or the source where we get, get our money from. And if we get our money from haram source, whatever we buy with that is also considered haram. So as Muslims, we want the link from, with Allah. We want the help from Allah. We want to be able to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whenever we are faced with any situation. And that is, the, that is our lifeline. But if we are going to consume haram, we are going to deal in haram, then we are cutting that line ourselves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that way to understand this. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to change our lifestyle and understand the importance of dua and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at every moment of our life. As, as, a, starting, as a, small, a step, first step towards this goal, we should all try every single day to take out a few minutes, few moments, where we raise our hands and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will see in the beginning, it may be 30 seconds, we have nothing to ask. Then it will eventually become a minute and two minutes. And then it will be become so lengthy that we will have to set aside time just to supplicate to Allah when we realize that we have needs and we want to ask Allah. And there is no one else to ask for. So let's do this, inshallah. From today, take out a few moments of our day. From the 24 hours, we're only asking for a minute or two. Raise your hands and seek from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that which you understand this and practice upon what has been said.